Greetings, Home Run Club members. Let me just first of all say thank you for blessing us, being a part of the ministry of Winning at Home, continuing to help us make a mark. What a time, what a season for us to call people uh, to Christ. That's been what's so foundational in my mind lately, just continue to preach the good news of Jesus Christ. And as we go into 2021, who knows what road is ahead for all of us, but I do know that the solidity, the foundation we find in Christ is going to keep us strong. And that's what I wanted to share with you today. I'm going to give you and share with you a message that I presented about Jesus being the way. What a great reminder. He is the way, the truth, the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. And I want to break down that passage and talk a bit about what it means to know Jesus and what it means to have him guide your way in life. And so today, I hope as you listen, it will encourage you and it will remind you that's what we do here. I was telling our staff recently, we are going to keep focusing on the Lord, honoring Him, bringing glory to His name, and we're going to do that till we're done. <laughs> and to me, I can think of nothing greater to do. So thank you for supporting us in that endeavor. You need to know in January, our phones have been ringing off the hook. We have more calls than we've ever had because people are desperate. They're looking for something. And we have that hope in Christ. And so today, as you listen, I hope it will encourage you, and I thank you for helping us do what we do. Now I'm going to take you live to me sharing this little message I call, Do You Know the Way? I've spent a lot of time with the Lord on the topic and the idea that I want to share with you. I, I preached it yesterday. I got on my bicycle yesterday. I preached this twice, once riding to Meyer and once riding back to Meyer. Meyer's about 10 miles, 5 miles from my house. And so I have worked over this sermon in my mind. And I don't know exactly what's going to come out tonight. I'm not sure. But I know that I've asked the Lord to guide me. I've got people praying for me right now, and I'm just going to talk from my heart. And, and I'm going to start by, you know, I, I got a stool in my office. I think the last time I was here, I told you that I got this little stool in my office now. I just sit on and contemplate these messages. Um, this isn't set up. This isn't staged. Um, I'm just going to talk to you. It's a Saturday night. I'm guessing most of you come to church on Saturday night probably have been in this faith walk for a while. Maybe there's someone here tonight who hasn't been on that journey. So glad you're here. There's gonna be a portion of this message really connects with you, I pray. But for a moment, I wanna talk to those of us who have been doing church for a year, five years, 10 years, in my case, 40 years. I just wanna ask you a question. This COVID season is really puzzling me because I see Christians responding the same way as the world. Fear, um, anxiety, fair feeling, don't, don't get me wrong, that's fair. But, but overwhelming fear, like, no, like can't sleep. And, and I just want to start by saying, do we really believe that God is who he says he is? Do we really believe at the end of COVID, because there will come a post-day COVID, there will come, oh, there's more COVID's coming or more something's coming down. Well, the election coming. You got more things coming down the road. But if God is who God says he is, if he's the same God of those stories in the Old Testament, Jesus in the New Testament, if God is who he says he is, I should be able to have some peace.
Jesus said in John chapter 14, when he left, he said, as I'm leaving, I want y'all to know, I'm going to ask the Father to send the advocate, the Holy Spirit. Now, when I talk about the Holy Spirit, I quite often wonder, I was riding my bike yesterday going, just when I say Holy Spirit, what are some of the first thoughts in your mind? We don't talk about the Holy Spirit a lot. It's kind of, you know, anything to do with spirit, if I got on the news tonight and said, yeah, I was, just, I was just talking with the Holy Spirit, people would be like, oh, okay. Jesus said, I will ask the Father and he will leave the Holy Spirit to guide you. In other words, those of us who call on the name of Christ, we have the advocate built into our life. We have no excuse to not ask him for help. Jesus said, after saying that, he said, I do not leave you what the world leaves you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you what the world gives you, fear and chaos. Just for fun the other day as I was working on all this, I turned on the news I just thought, you know, I'm going to go and just, just point blank, walk in the room, turn on the news, and just say, is the first story about peace or is it about chaos? Do y'all want to try to answer which one it was? I turned it on. I picked three different channels. Chaos, chaos, chaos. Here's why. If, if I turned on that channel and the news anchor said, great news, we are doing awesome. Y'all don't need to tune back in in the morning because I think things are fine. They're not going to do that. Chaos brings you back. Oh, no, the world's going down the tubes. I better check in the morning, see if it's still tubing. Chaos. And Jesus said, I don't give you that. So if I'm, it's your name. I didn't pick it for you. Fearless follower. Have you been? Have you been? You say, Dan, you mean don't be careful? Oh, no, shoot, no, I'm careful. I wear my mask. I'll, I'll talk about that a little bit later. It's the world we live in. I got it. I want to be careful. I don't go around licking handles. That's not what I'm talking about here tonight. I'm careful. But I don't have fear. In John chapter 14, verse 6, our verse to the night, in this series, tonight and next week, I'm going to break this verse down. Tonight, I'm just doing the first little half of the verse. John 14, 6, Jesus said this phrase, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. And the next part of that, us preachers have used it a long time, says no one comes to the Father except through me. So that verse has always been used to talk about salvation and salvation in Jesus and Jesus alone. Appropriate, makes sense, etc. But watch this. When Jesus speaks, there's depth. When Jesus would say phrases, I get it. I get the surface statement he's making, but look deeper. Do you remember the times he would be speaking to his disciples and he would say something? And here's how they'd basically respond. What are you even talking about? Because his words were so deep. Y'all have read some of the stories where he would say something and you're just like, you read the verse and you go, I I don't even know what that means. If a man does not leave his mother and his father and his family and follow, what? Depth. 
And so I think when Jesus said, I am the way, I've just been sitting and contemplating this. Watch this. I am the way to help you get through a pandemic. I am the way for you to know and have guidance on how to lead your family and what to do with your kids as it relates to school. Because he said, I sent the advocate. Go to him. I had some parents come to me a few weeks ago, two sets of them. Dan, should we put our kids back in school? And I said, I don't know. Those aren't my children. I've raised my four children. I've got grandchildren now. My kids ask me about what they should do with their kids. I'll give them my input. But I said, those are your children. Here's what I want you to do. Go spend a week. Don't, don't go on Facebook and say, should I send my kids to school? Enter. Don't do that. Because you're going to find out whichever way you decide, wrong. And I said, I want you to go and I want you to ask the advocate, the Holy Spirit to guide you on what you're supposed to do because he said he'll give you guidance. Both, both sets of parents came back to me a couple weeks later and said, we've made our decision. And I said, how are you feeling about it? Peaceful. I was like, you just said the word that confirms you've been with the Lord because he doesn't give chaos. And I said, you've made the best decision you can. You go and do that and watch this. If it goes perfect, great. If it doesn't, great. It's okay. It's called life. We make decisions all the time, and afterwards we go, I should have gone a different way with that. It's not always perfect. The disciples didn't always go, hey, let's go do this, and it worked out. They got into some horrible situations doing what they felt they were supposed to go do. It's called this world. You got some days coming ahead right now that you won't have all the right decisions. It's life. But you are not alone because you have the advocate, the Father. See, so many of us feel isolated. We'll talk a little more about that next week, but this COVID thing, look at you right now, you're six feet apart. And after service, you're kind of done. One of my own children the other day, he was gone for a week and he came home and I went to hug him. He goes, uh-oh, keep that distance. It's the world we live in. It's life. And today, I want to tell you that Jesus said, I am the way. And I want to tell you three kind of ways he said that. The first one is this. I am the way, point number one coming up. I am the way to a solid and peaceful life. And I want to get these three words in there. No matter what. Don't miss those last three words. Because that's what I was talking about at the beginning. If God is God, if he's really on the throne, if we really believe that, hey, I've walked with him for 40 years, that better show up in the way I handle this situation. If y'all watch me and go, man, he looks like he's spinning apart. Look at Seaborn over there. He looks so scared and so anxious. And oh man, he's afraid. Oh, well, if he's my example and my role model, I guess I should be fearful too. I'm gonna tell you what. I'm going to tell you what, and I, like I say, I'm careful, but I want, I want to just let y'all know I live two miles from here, three miles from here. If I pass away from COVID, God still has me. I'm okay. I don't want to. I'm not looking for it. If one of y'all have it, I'm running from you. But if I get it and I pass away, if I believe that God is God, it's all okay.
And that's a peace and solidity that only God can give. If you don't have that tonight, I invite you into that place. I know that this is the message that's gonna be watched on Sunday morning. Those of you who are online, I just wanna say to you, you might be sitting there, might be laying in your bed with your coffee right now, and I just, I just wanna address you straight up and say, if you're feeling fearful, ask the advocate. I'm not making that up. I'm not saying, hey, I got a new gig for you. Jesus said, I'm sending the advocate, the Holy Spirit. Ask him to guide you. You say, well, is that all gonna mean everything's perfect? <laughs> I'm gonna illustrate that. Uh, I, I wanna illustrate something for you tonight. I told you I've been walking with Jesus for 40 years. And I've made a mistake in my teaching. If I go back, I have to tell you, I said some things at the age, I'll be 60 here in a couple of weeks, and I look back at my life, and I think I taught some things in my 30s and 40s, I kind of go, dang, I missed it a little bit there. Because I used to say things, hey, just ask Jesus into your life. He'll fill it up. So if this is the cup of your life, he'll fill it up. That's why I'd say, he'll fill you up. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's true. Well, let, me, let me show you what I mean. I think when you ask Jesus into your life, you get a little splash. That, that's about all we understand of a relationship with you. You don't get Jesus on the first day and go, got it. Mm -mm. No, I've been walking with him 40 years. I'm thinking I'm about that far. I got a lot of area in my life that I still need Jesus this is a process. We call it, and it's a word we don't use anymore, but I'm getting hung up on it lately, sanctification. It's an old-timey word. There's a little boy down in South Carolina, the preacher would say, need to get sanctified. And I used to think, wow, that sounds freaky. And now I look and I go, oh, I see what he was saying. So many times we ask Jesus into our life and, and then it isn't all going so well and, and we still struggle and we fail, et cetera. And I wanna go, well, that makes sense. All, all you got is a little splash of him. And, and, and some people don't even want a splash of him. I was playing golf the other day. I got teamed up. I arrived at the golf course and, and me and another guy were playing and they gave us another twosome. So, so normally four people, if you don't know a lot about golf, but usually four people can play a hole at a time. And I only had two people that I was just me and this other guy. And so the golf course put us with another two people. And so you just walk up the first tee and you greet them. And so we greet him, and, and the first hole, man, this dude is, he is using some good words. He's not hitting the ball well, but I'm learning new words. I know a lot of words. I listen to well, some music. Well, never mind. I, I've, I've heard some words. And this guy was saying them. Well, <laughs> the other guy that was playing with it, me or, or somehow found out, and he, and he said to him, like the third hole, he goes, hey, that guy guy we're playing with he's a preacher well all of a sudden his language I mean, he's like bless the lord i hit that one good praise god i'm like dude you went from f word to jesus that is a big transition and i said to him dude you don't have to you don't have to fake it and, I, and then he, he was just open when he said dan i got to i hate preachers i i hate church no he was just honest he goes I, i'm sorry man he said i just hate it and i said what happened he's like yeah i just fake so much fake crap there it's just no, nobody's real and that one on the third hole and I'm like okay I got a few more holes to try to help him here you know and 
It was, it was, I'll, I'll say it really was fun. By the 18th hole, he even said to me, I hope someday I get to hear you preach. Because we, we just got along. I, I, I love just hanging out with people. And I'm not one of those people that's judgmental. It's just not who I am. I, I just love people for where they're at. And I wanted to say to him, you, you've, you've probably seen some people who say they're 40 years in the faith, but <laughs> all you've seen is this half of their life. Because let's just be honest, church people, a lot of us got a lot of this in our life. It's called self. We need more of this Jesusness. And tonight, the way you get peaceful and solid is this splash of Jesus. Right here. Some of you have been walking with the Lord a long time. You've never really splashed him in. Oh, you know the, you know the rituals. You know the right thing to say. You know how to say the church words. But you don't really call on the Holy Spirit. Listen, COVID for me is separating the wheat from the chaff. We're really finding out who walks with the Lord. Wheat from chaff. Wheat, the stuff that comes out. And when you shake it and the wheat falls down and the chaff blows away, the a lot of the people who were supposedly followers of Jesus, they kind of go by the wayside. And to me, COVID has not been a bad thing for the faith community because it's made us look and go, what am I about? Am I solid? Do I look like the world? If there's no difference in a 40-year walking with God, Dan Seaborn, in the world, then this life has been wasted. And I want to become more solid, more peaceful. I want the people who my life runs into, the guy on the third hole who <laughs> finds out who I am, I want him to go. But there was something, I don't know what it was. I mean, he played golf, he had fun, he was still enjoyable to be around, but he was different. Do y'all think that once somebody who had never been around him, once somebody hung out, do y'all think that after people hung around Jesus and he walked away, they're like, I, I'd really like to be around him more often. First of all, just to watch him do some of those miracles, but just to be around him. Why? He was solid. He was on assignment from God the Father to carry out the mission, a painful, hard, hurtful mission. I got several pastors in an office the other day, and I said to them, we've never really as pastors had to suffer for our faith. Go read the book of Acts with Paul and apostles. Stuff, they were beat. They were strung up and beat. Why? Because they were bad people? Because they were evil? Because they are doing evil things? No, because they claimed the name of Christ. If that day comes... For me, and I have to sit there and take a beating because I believe in the name of Jesus, I want to be solid enough to handle that moment. Separating the wheat from the chaff. Do you know the way? Because the way is Jesus. Do you know that way? I want you to. I want you to embrace that way that splash that can change your life. The second thing about the way that I would say to you tonight is Jesus is the way to have guidance in your life. I hit it 
when I told you the Holy Spirit, the advocate is here. What do you need guidance for tonight? Uh, you, you high schoolers here, what do, you, what do you need guidance for? What's going on at school that you go, I don't know how to get through that. Go to the Father. Pray to him. Say, well, how soon will I get my answer? I don't know. When I first began to listen to the Lord, I was taught that by a 90-year-old woman. Her name was Mary Gee. I was a 30-year-old youth pastor. And this 90-year-old woman began to talk to me about, Dan, have you ever listened to the Lord? And I was like, well, I'm a preacher. It was my stand. I'm a preacher. Of course I listen to God. She's like, no, no, I mean, do you ever sit quietly and listen to him? I don't really have time for that. She goes, yeah, that, she actually said, yeah, that's what you preachers are like. You preach, you read your Bible, you pray, but you don't ever sit and listen. So she started me on a journey of listening to God. And I want to tell you guys something. So I would do it at five o'clock on a Tuesday morning. That was my routine. I was 30 years old. So half my life ago, I started seeking to try to listen to the Lord. And I remember I went to a place. I sat by myself, five in the morning, five to six. I had my Bibles laying there and my stuff, but I, I'd sit like this. Just meditate and just say, Lord, come speak to me. When I hear your voice, I'd sit for an hour and then what? I'd go visit her the next week. Dan, what did you hear? This is how I'd say to her. I heard like a fan in the background. And one morning I heard rain because it was raining really hard. Did you hear the Lord say anything? Nope. She'd say, go do it again. Okay. Went back five o'clock, five to six. That day I thought I heard, it's early in the morning, I was sitting in a sanctuary like this. I thought I heard somebody walking around over there. It's freaky. Went back to her, what'd you hear? I thought I heard the Holy Spirit walking over there in the corner, but it wasn't anybody, just somebody, I guess. So you didn't hear from the Lord? I don't know. I don't know how to, and I said to her, I don't know how to do it. She said, Keep trying. I can't overemphasize the next thing I'm about to say. For nine months, I went every Tuesday and heard nothing. Nine months. And the only reason I didn't give up is because a nine-year-old lady told me, you go do it again. And you know, I just couldn't look at her and go, nope. And then one morning, sitting by myself, five to six on a Tuesday, I felt like the Lord said to me, there's somebody in your past you're holding a grudge against. I want you to go and ask them to forgive you. I'm like, oh, Lord, that ain't the Lord. That's in my head, I hope. I don't want to call that person. And I went back to her. She said, what'd you hear? I said, I felt like the Lord told me there's somebody in my past. I need to call them up and say, I'm sorry. She literally, her face went. I said, why are you smiling? She's like, that's what the Lord does. He's going to clean you up. <laughs> like, this is not what I was wanting to hear. For the next few months, let me just tell you, I was making phone calls. <laughs> First of all, um, I can't believe I hung in there for nine months. It was persistence. I want to hear Jesus speak to me. And I want to tell you, COVID is the perfect time for you to get along and listen for Jesus. You say, what am I going to hear? Maybe nothing. Maybe quietness. 
But at some point, if God isn't a liar, then you will hear. Because he said, I will send the advocate. And I don't think anybody in here thinks God's a liar. So if you really believe what you say you believe, I'm inviting you to ask him to give you guidance for the thing you don't know how to do or how to handle tonight. That's a big deal. Our God is not a liar. He has never lied. He has always been truthful. His word is truthful. You can count on it more than you can count on anything in this world. The world will offer answers. This is the answer. He is the answer. You say, well, there's a lot of openness to that. Right, I, I didn't know what that meant either and it took me nine months to hear the first thing. Persistence. It's not a big word in our community. It's not a big word. You don't hear a lot of people saying, hang in there, do it for nine months. There's one thing in our society that comes after nine months. You. And I'm telling you, go spend that same amount of time seeking the Lord and see what happens. Because God does not lie. He will speak to you if his word is true. And third, the way, Jesus, is how to not feel alone. Yesterday on my bicycle, as I rode around for a long time preaching, I rode into a cemetery. I didn't intend to, wasn't planning on it, but I rode into a cemetery. And I got off my bike and I started walking around reading the names of people on their grave and figuring out, calculating some dates. It was really interesting. That one was 15 and that little boy was three. That one only lived a few days and that one lived 90 years. I was thinking of all the lives and and, and then it, it dawned on me, all these people that I'm walking up to their grave, every one of them, at some point in their life, felt alone. And then, almost symbolically, I looked up and there was a lady. She didn't know I was watching her. Might have been someone who was here. There was a lady standing over uh, by a grave. She was probably 50 yards from me. And I watched her. I don't know if it was her Spouse, I mean, she looked like she was probably 40. I don't know if it was a kid. I don't, I don't, I don't know if it was a relative. I have no idea who it was. But I know she had a Kleenex and she was just wiping her eyes. And I sat there and looked at her and I thought, <laughs> I don't know what your situation, maybe it wasn't this, but I thought, she's probably feeling alone. I, I miss this person. And then my, the way my brain works, I just started going, oh my word. There was a teenager today in a class at school because this was, this was yesterday, it was Friday, and it was about four-ish. 
in the afternoon. I was like, there's some kid going home from school right now who today when, when everybody was gathered there at the little table where they, they had lunch, however they did that, somebody didn't get invited into that conversation and they, they felt alone. There was a first grader who forgot their mask when they had to go somewhere and the teacher had to say to him, hey, run back, you forgot your mask, run and get it. And in that moment, can you remember first grade? Like, oh man, I, I forgot, I must look stupid. I, all my class is over there and I feel alone. My dad, I went to see him at the nursing home today. I haven't seen him in six months. He reached out to touch me and the lady said, I'm sorry, you can't touch your son. And I looked at him and he was just like, man, I just want to touch you. I felt alone, my dad's standing right there. And Satan loves to get us alone and then he says to us, I got you. See, God's not real, he is a liar. And we all know that's not true. You are not alone right now. I mask cannot separate you from Jesus. Six feet can't separate you from Jesus. COVID can't separate you from Jesus. An election can't separate you from Jesus. There is no separation from the advocate. And tonight, I don't know what's making you feel alone, but you're not. And I'm sick and tired of going through this season and hearing people with fear and chaos coming at them going, I'm alone, I'm sick of it. And there's a song right now that speaks to that. It says, no matter the storm, no matter the wave, no matter wherever's coming at you, peace, be still. God's got you. He's holding you. During the song, as Tessa sings that I'm inviting you, if you want to, it's a, it's a long song, so if you want to wait a little bit, you can. But if, if, if some phrase in this song hits you, I'm going to invite you to stand right where you are. And after the song's done, I'm going to come up and I'm going to pray a blessing over us. We can't do our normal huddle down here because I don't want to risk anyone getting sick. But trust me, standing wherever you are is a huddle. So let's huddle up as we think about God being the one to walk beside us. And again, let me remind you, Jesus is your way through whatever you're facing, whatever you're going through. May the Lord give you strength and peace and his encouragement, his hope as you keep seeking him. Bless you and thank you again for being a part of the Home Run Club and a part of the ministry of Winning at Home.